Hello, my fellow seeker. Welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project podcast. I am your host, Sarah. And I'm Greer. Welcome, Greer. I just love our conversations here together. They're a lot of fun. I genuinely look forward to sitting down and chatting with you and getting life updates. Yes, yes. We usually chat for like 30 minutes before we jump on here. And then we're like, we got to hit record. We're like talking about so much like juicy goodness. Save it for the podcast. And so in today's episode, we're going to do a little bit of a life update. You know what I'm up to. There's some big changes happening. And we also want to get into uh, a topic that's actually in my book, really around empowering yourself for change. And how do you actually change and upgrade yourself and step into a different version of yourself with new patterns and new habits and a new mindset. And so all that coming up today on the episode. Let's dive in. You are listening to the Fulfillment Project Podcast. My name is Sarah Funnel, your host, fellow sister seeker, and author of Follow the Joy, the book on aligned manifestation. This show is your spot for spiritual and personal development. It's your soft landing into a place for you to embody your truth and reclaim your sovereign power. I've been a coach for more than a decade, helping thousands of people transform their lives. And I'll be sharing the most effective and profound tools to help you step into the most abundant, joyful, and fulfilled version of yourself. I'm so glad we found each other here today. My promise to you is that this show will support you to live from a fully embodied and aligned space so that you can reach your goals, share your gifts with the world, and step into a life that is truly your own. Take my hand, dear sister, and let's jump in. All right, Sarah, um, what's going on in your life? Yeah, I am moving. <gasps> it's exciting. It's a big change. <laughs> it's a big change, yeah. I used to love moving and that doesn't mean I'm not enjoying this process. Uh, Joe and I have been living in the house we're in now for six years and it's the longest I have lived in a place since growing up in my uh, my family home. I used to move every year, every two years and kind of shake things up. I went to a bunch of different colleges. I was in Ottawa. I was in Toronto. Now I'm more in like the West GTA. And so I always found it so fun to move and start something new and new patterns and new behaviors. But um, this feels like a really big move. You know, I mean, it's a four bedroom house and there's, Mm. you know, two kids and two of us and two cats. And it just feels a lot more um, overwhelming. But at the same time, I'm excited for the the shifts and changes. Yeah, I think it's definitely different when you are a single person moving just your things, especially if you have a pattern of you know, jumping from place to place and, you know, only staying there for a year and then you're off to your next adventure versus you've put roots down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you have a whole family, you have a partner, you have two cats and to move all of that. Yeah. So I'm living in chaos right now. Um, When this episode comes out, I'm probably moving the week after. Um, And we're not moving far. We're just moving 25 minutes um, to Burlington, which is actually where we were before. And, you know, the main reason for the move is we want to be closer to the kids' schools. They're teenagers now. They're with their friends and out a lot more. And so Joe and I were just finding a lot of driving back and forth. And so it'll just be a lot more convenient for, for everyone. So 
excited. And, you know, if you followed me on Instagram, you know, I love interior design. If you ever watch my videos, like the background of my office, like I just love making things look pretty and I have a very uh, creative spirit to me. So I'm excited to have this blank ca canvas of a house and uh, to be able to do some really cool stuff with it. Yeah. I think when you first told me you were moving, uh, my reaction was, I can't wait to see how you design the place. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel in another life, I was an interior designer. You could still be an interior designer in this That's life. what Joe tells me. He's yeah. like, do it. And I'm like, oh no, I've done so many pivots. Just not right now. <laughs> well, maybe it's not like your main thing. Maybe it's just like on the side. Yeah. yeah. If anyone needs interior decorating advice, reach out to Sarah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I just love? I love getting inspiration from like a color or I'll like buy something and I'm like, how do I create something around like this whole thing? And almost having this like little bit of like a map and design in my head, but like watching it, it's like any type of like art or creative project. Right. And I'm sure you're like that with writing too. It's like the expansion and the evolution of something. And then it's like that final product of like, ta-da, it's so perfect and beautiful. <laughs> It's it's seeing the potential in something beyond where it is right now. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah. So how are you handling all of this chaos? Yeah, it's, um, I have my days. I have my days. I was telling you before we hit record that there's really like no extra time right now. Like it's organizing, it's packing, it's, we actually have a dumpster in our driveway right now. And so it's like whatever needs to be thrown out um, or whatever we can't, you know, donate or sell. Um, the people moving into this, uh, into our house, actually their house burnt down. So they're buying, oh so we're actually giving them a bunch of stuff because they're starting from scratch. And so just a lot of like organizing of things right now. Um, and without a lot of extra time, just really managing my, my energy levels. But as you and I both know from um, my book, there's a chapter called Shake the Snow Globe. And if anybody's read the book, they will know that moving is a huge, huge, huge shake the snow globe moment. And so um, just to give some context, my definition of shaking the snow globe is basically taking your known world and shaking it upside down. <laughs> creating chaos <laughs> creating some chaos so that you can create a new order mm -hmm. Ooh, I like that creating chaos so you can create a new order because here's the deal as much as we are into personal development which I know my listeners are or spiritual development or wanting to grow themselves evolve you know learn new skills um, better themselves a lot of the times we're still the same person in the same habits, doing the same things and the same routines every day, expecting a different outcome. And, you know, you wake up on the same side of the bed every day. You usually have the same routine, whether you go to the bathroom or grab a drink of water or for myself, like I feed the cats. Um, you know, you're in the same conversations. You see the same people every day. You drive the same routes. And so there's just so much sameness to our life. And we are habitual creatures. We love habits. We love routines because it's super easy for our brain and body just to get on that autopilot. It's like, I know how to do this. I've done it a thousand times. I don't even have to think about it. I could probably get out of bed blindfolded, walk downstairs and feed my cats. Like <laughs> legit, like, you know, you know, yeah. where everything is, you know, the pattern, you know, the layout. And so while this is great from an efficiency standpoint and um, 
like having that routine and having that known world and creating comfort, it also can keep us stuck. It can keep us stagnant. It can stop us from growing if we aren't shaking our snow globe to create new patterns, new routines, new habits, new thoughts. Yeah. I think as you said, it's not like it's bad to have routines. In fact, a lot of the time relying on routines is quite important because could you imagine it's like every single day it's a fresh slate and you're just figuring out how to get by and through life yeah anew um however repetition and repetition if you are wanting to change something in your life if things aren't working it's important to break out of those routines Mm -hmm. so that can happen yes absolutely And like a really simple example of this, and I actually did this as I knew we were going to be moving either, you know, this past summer or the fall, I wasn't sure when through the spring, I went through and purged my kitchen of a bunch of things. And I decided I'm going to shake my snow globe in my kitchen. And I rearranged where a bunch of different things were. I changed where the glasses were. Um, Our island is actually a floating island. So I moved the island. The garbage was in a different location um, and just put things in different areas. And I bet anybody listening here will know exactly what will happen if you go into a kitchen that's been changed and you used to know where the drinking glasses were. So many times you go to exactly where that cupboard was. And it's in these moments of changing the known world where you catch yourself on autopilot. It's so simple and so easy to do. I don't know how many times Joe and I like reach for that cupboard, like open it up. And you don't even realize to the point where you're like, you open it up and sometimes I'm not even looking. I'm going to like reach for a glass and it's like the glasses are not even there in that cupboard anymore. And then you find you get to the point, I would get to the point where like, I would notice my hand would go up and I'd catch myself and I'm like, nope. And so you slowly watch yourself rewire into a new pattern. I mean, I think I was at your house after you had done your sort of like kitchen shakeup and you and Joe were making dinner and I was watching you guys open cupboards and then like curse because the thing you wanted wasn't there. Um, And it was, yeah, it was interesting to see. It was very funny to watch. Um, But you know, you talk about the importance of doing this. And I know that there's like a a neuroscience behind this. Like there's, there's an actual like scientific backing to why you should shake your snow globe. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so what we're looking to do here is increase neuroplasticity. And so we're going to make this like super simple to understand. And like anybody who's taken, I think like a grade 10 science will know that information in our brain follows through neurons. There's these synapses, you know, you used to see um, like photos in textbooks of like that electrical impulse going from like neuron to neuron. And so that's what happens when we have a thought, you know, these neurons will fire. And if we're in routines, the neurons fire to like, you know, lift your hand and open the cupboard because we know the glasses are there. And so these neural pathways become so ingrained the more we do them. In my book, I explain it like a path in the woods. And so let's say you want to create a path in the woods and you have never walked through that part of the forest. Well, there are branches everywhere. There's brush. It's overgrown. And so the first time you walk it, it's probably going to be very dense. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to chop stuff down to create a pathway. And that's kind of analogous to doing a new routine for the first time. 
And so if anybody's ever started a new job or they've get into a new house and you need to figure out like, where are things in the house? You're trying to find your way and create a new routine somewhere or create some comfort and some, some familiarity in something that is not known or like, you know, finding, driving to someone's house who you've never been to for the first time. You're probably driving slower. You might drive past it. You're more in tune with like, what are the numbers on the house? Meanwhile, if you've been there a thousand times, you don't have to use your GPS. You probably can go on autopilot and think off somewhere else and arrive at your friend's house. And so neural pathways are kind of the same way where if we want to create a new routine or do something new for the first time, it's going to take repetition. It's going to take creating these pathways, these for the neurons to be able to fire and wire a lot more efficiently. And so just like a path through the woods, the more you walk that path, the more clear it's going to become, the more ingrained it's going to become. You might even create a trench from walking through that earth so many times again and again. So our neural pathways are the same way. And when we've done something again and again and again, like having stuff in the same cupboard drawers and knowing where everything is, our brains can go on autopilot. We don't even have to think. We've done it a thousand times. That neural pathway is so strong. It's so easy for those electrical impulses just to fly through there, which is why when I changed the where the glasses were in the kitchen, my brain would automatically, I'd be like, okay, I want a drink. I need. I know I need a glass. Boom. That neuron would just fire. That electrical impulse would just fire. And before I know it, my hand is up in the cupboard of where the glasses aren't. But my brain and my mind is so used to that. And so why, why is this important, right? If we want to change, if we want to grow, we need to literally like wake ourselves up. And so when we're on autopilot and we have so much of our known world doing the same thing, feeling the same way, having the same conversations all the time, how are we supposed to stimulate or create an environment for us to be able to grow or up-level or evolve who we are? And so that's the whole premise behind like shaking the snow globe to create a new environment so we can create new neural pathways so we can have new habits and new ways of being. And I think what you're really saying is that when we are on autopilot, we're essentially unconscious and Absolutely. shaking the snow globe, um, learning something new is a great way to bring in awareness of every single thing you're doing. And when you bring in awareness, you bring in presence. Um yeah. And that's sort of like how we grow and expand. Yeah. Well, we did a, a podcast a couple episodes ago about self-awareness and like how self-awareness actually leads to change. And we mentioned there that you have to be conscious, like you have to wake up, you have to be aware of your patterns, you have to be aware of your thoughts. You almost kind of need to be two steps ahead of yourself in order to create a new reaction. And so putting yourself in an environment where you have to create new routines and you have to wake up is a really, it's a really great tool to be able to help you develop more self-awareness and then be creating new actions and patterns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how was your shaking the snow globe going? It's it's going, it's going. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm actually excited to move like it, it, it kicked in just the other day where I'm like, oh my God, like I'm actually moving. Um, everything is out of closets. Everything is everywhere. There's a purge happening. There's a, an organization happening, but I'm very much looking forward to having new routines. And Joe and I were talking about this and also like, you know, 
there's almost like a cross. We were, we were just texting about this too, the other day, Greer, about like crossing, crossing a threshold into uh, a different version or like a different season. And so yeah. if anybody's listening here, maybe like you're starting a new job or um, you're getting out of a relationship or starting a new relationship, or maybe you're moving or like, there's something new that's happening in your life. We can use these opportunities as a really great, um, like launching off point into that next version of yourself. I've been asking myself a lot of like, what are my intentions for moving? And like, what am I actually like leaving here as like parts of myself or um, habits or traits that I don't want to be bringing forward with me? And I think you're describing, you know, another part in the book, uh, which is like the hero's journey, because there is that point in the hero's journey where you do cross the threshold, Mm -hmm. you leave your known world and you go into the unknown and you can't go back. Yes. And you have to essentially become a new person. You have to go and slay a dragon. And then you do eventually get to return to like your known world. But you as a person are different when you do it. Yes. And I think what we can learn to live intentionally like this and like, you know, it doesn't have to be a big move and it doesn't have to be a new job or something. Although those are really great um, big moments in our life to be able to have intention of how we're moving forward and what we're bringing with us and what we're not. But when we can be intentional about our growth and about the traits that we want to cultivate, this is when we, you know, kind of have growth on steroids type of thing. You know, I have a whole section in my book about intentions and, and how powerful they are as well. Cause Without that intentional thought, there's really nothing directing behaviors or change. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who wants to shake their snow globe, but maybe isn't moving or changing jobs or doing something super big, what are some of your favorite like small shake the snow globe moments? Yeah. Um, Rearranging a room in your house. Um, maybe do what I said, what I did, you know, rearrange some cupboards in your kitchen, move some stuff around, um, drive different routes to different places, go to a different grocery store where you don't know the layout, anything that's going to get you out of a regular pattern, drive to work a different way. Like there's so many things that we can do that go to a different gym, um, Go park in a different a, parking a, spot. Yes. Know? Yeah. A new, a different parking spot, order something you wouldn't want, wouldn't order at a restaurant or go to a new restaurant and not the same one that you go to all the time because you know, they have your favorite dish there. It's breaking us out of these just habitual patterns. And we don't know what we can create on the other side of something new. If we don't step out and actually um, give ourselves that opportunity. Yeah. And I know, you know, you sort of mentioned like we get up on the same side of the bed. We do like the same routine. Well, your bed has two sides usually, and you can get up on the other side. You can brush your teeth with the other hand. You can go for a walk before you have your coffee, have your coffee before you go for a walk. Um, Just really, really small things will bring a lot of awareness to something that, you know, you've been doing subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even traveling is a big, like shake the snow globe. Um, you're, and a lot of people, when they do travel, they said that they feel, or they say that they feel more alive. They feel more engaged. They're more spontaneous. They're more fun when they travel. Well, it's because you're out of your regular routine. Everything is new. All of the senses are heightened. And so you literally wake yourself up. And when you're in a new environment, it's almost like, 
so much of the time we can get stuck in like, that's just the way that I am, or that's just the way that things are, or I've always done it like this. And if we always stay with that mindset, nothing's ever going to change. Whereas when there's a new environment, it almost gives you like that permission to be like, ooh, like who am I going to be here? Or what can I create out of this? Because it's new and it's not something that I've done before. And so it's almost just that like that permission slip to like change and be something different and bring a new quality into you and allow something to go that you feel that's been holding you back. Yeah, or even just like, who am I outside of my routines? Who am I outside of the people I associate with out of the, the, the parking spot I have and, and the, you know, meals I like to eat and, you know, who are you is a really important question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is fun. I, I yeah. love talking about this subject. I think it's like every couple of months I'm always talking to my girlfriends or like you, I'm just like, I'm shaking the snow globe here and I'm shaking the snow globe there. And I really did lean into that a lot this year. You know, it's it has felt like a harder, more challenging year as we talked about on an earlier episode as well. And so even if you feel anybody listening here, like you're struggling through something or there's some challenges or you can't like shake your funk or you feel like you're in a rut, this is a really great tool to be able to help you out of that and, and create a new solution. And while the challenges will not dissipate by you changing where you put your drinking glasses, mm-hmm. it can give your brain an opportunity to perhaps come up with a different solution or bring some more aliveness into you uh, to be able to help yourself through that. Yeah. I think when we do bring a lot of intention and awareness to the things we are doing in the moment, then there's less energy and awareness that we can spend thinking all of those random thoughts that don't necessarily help us, but definitely keep us stuck. Yeah. And I talk about this in the book too, where it's, you know, there was a survey and it's eluding me in this moment uh, about depression and how it's been shown that they were talking about traveling specifically, um, alleviated a lot of most of the depression that the people were feeling. And so it just goes to show you that getting out of your regular environment, it you stop having the same thoughts and running the same, you know, thought patterns through your mind. And it gives you almost that clean slate. And so anybody in funky moods and, you know, depression is not something new to me either. I use this tool to help with my mood and to help shake things up. And even if it's to go for a a walk in a different part of your neighborhood, like that's shaking up. And, And really it's like, let's stimulate the senses different. Let's bring ourselves back online. Let's wake up. Let's be more conscious. Let's be in the moment uh, so that we can have a new and, and different possibility. Yay. Yay. So I can't wait for us to do the update after you've moved. Yeah. Follow along on Instagram. I'm sure I'll be sharing all my my stuff and my decorating and and all that fun stuff. So I'm uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's It's a move that it's interesting. It's coming with, loss but also so much gain like there's there's space that we're losing it's a smaller home but we have a beautiful backyard that we don't have here um there's less office space as well but joe actually has a solid like workspace he's kind of just floating in the basement and outside and he's a bit of a nomad when he works um you know we're closer for the kids uh it's in a beautiful quiet neighborhood we're on such a busy street here and so there's 
it's an older home. We're in a very new home. And so like, there's so much gain, but there's also so much loss. And it's like this beautiful, um, allowing release of the things that I thought I needed or, um, thought made me happy or like, this is what a good home looks like type of thing to like the outside world. And there's just like so much shedding of, um, my own preferences as well, which is so, uh, revitalizing to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stay tuned for the update. Thank you for tuning into this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.